Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show that ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And with today's episode, we launch our brand new special series, PR Playground, where the art of public relations comes to life and industry masters share how to tilt the game in their favor. Discover the secrets of the business of PR with us only on the KJ Masterclass Live. And today we have Cyrus Jogina, veteran communications consultant, senior vice president technology and startup concept PR, a leading PR company from India. Welcome to the show, Cyrus. Thank you so much, Ajay. Thank you. And congratulations and honored to be the first one on this special edition of the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And we'll be you will be getting heard not just in India, but also across the globe with so many places who carry this podcast, not just on video, but also audio and text. So my first question to you, Cyrus, is, is not actually a question, but a, a sort of a trying to explain the situation that we are in, talking in is these are interesting times. You know, it's interesting to talk in a time of chat GPT and the AI bots. And all these are seeking for our attention in the, also the times when startups are starting with a lot of aim to be the next unicorn, but are not able to take off. So how do you see it as a veteran PR professional, as somebody who knows the industry, tech industry very, very well? Is it the worst of times or is it the best of times for the PR industry at the moment with AI taking so much of our attention and so much of our mind space? So... Thank you for this uh, question. Now, first of all, I would like to say that AI or chat GPT, uh, I mean, these are all the terms which we are hearing now. It's, it's actually nothing new. Uh, artificial intelligence has not been, it's, it's not new, it has been here since ages. And let me just take a minute. This is what I communicate to my uh, people also here in my team. So what does artificial mean? Anything which is not mine, and if I take it from somewhere else, is artificial. And when I'm saying intelligence, it is if I am using somebody else's intelligence or intellect to take or make an informed or, uh, or educative decision is called artificial intelligence. So if I am not working solo, but if I'm working in a team and, and, and the teamwork actually means that I am talking to different people in my team and they share their information, their knowledge or whatever they have been reading and writing and telling me and basis that I analyze and I take a decision. And I take, a, take action. Now, it is something which I did not do it, but I took somebody else's intellect. I did the processing and, uh, uh, on my own and I took a decision. So that's actually artificial intelligence. So this is nothing new. This has been there since humankind or since when I say that human beings actually started socializing. It's, 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 it's since then. But why are we saying this now? Because now we are actually, and I'm going to use the word educating, educating the computers how to use the data. That is, again, now, big data is nothing. Um, what I say is that these geeks, they actually do not pay much attention in the terminologies and they use simple English words, amalgamate, bring it, break it and bring it and make it one new word, which people may say, hey, that's a jargon. It's actually not a jargon. So AI or artificial intelligence is just that now the machines have started learning because there was so much of data which was coming like big data it was becoming a little difficult, humanly difficult to process it and give the answers at, at the greater speed. Hence, they started educating the machine to actually process it and give the response. 
that's the fast one. So that's an artificial intelligence. And that is something what we were doing, which is called research, right? Research is again, repeated search is research, right? And, and we were doing the same thing. I think artificial intelligence or chat GPT actually, chat GPT per se is the next version of the normal search that we used to do the Googles of the world. But what we are now doing is we're now trying to have just visualizing there is a robot who to, with whom I'm trying to have a conversation. The, the information which, which is in my brain is based on all the experiences that I've been gaining, learning, reading about it. Same thing is what the computer does. It, it has all the information from the globe. And when I ask a question, it throws the responses to me. That's what the search engines used to do. Today, the, uh, uh, when I'm asking a question, if I don't get, let's say, uh, what Google does, it gives me thousands of pages and then I have to go through them. But the conversation is that is something which I'm, let's say, having with you. You ask a question and I give you a response. If you don't like that response, I give you another response. That's a conversational AI which we're talking about. ChatGPT is doing that. So I ask a question basis of what is the response that I am looking that me as a scientist should be talking about that is given. If you ask the same question to somebody else, the response would be different. That's conversational AI, what we're talking about, or chat GPT, which is coming. So that's, it's nothing new. And I don't see that as a threat, but I see that how it has to be used in a proper way. Both human beings and technology have to live together. It's like a hybrid, or if I may use a word that they have to be like a couple. They need to both help each other, right? By itself, they will not succeed or they will start dominating the other one. But as a couple, help each other for a better tomorrow. That's what I see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. But what about when we look at the uh, PR space or the media space? Because earlier technology meant a lot of uh, technology beyond AI. But a lot of mind space and media space is being taken over by this whole conversation surrounding around uh, AI. Though chat GPT, GPT-4, BARD, Bing, and so many others, you know, auto GPT, I, my, you, you just get boggled by these things. So much of conversation is taking place only around AI and what it can do, what it cannot do, whether it will take your job, whether it will not take your job. How does a PR person in these times who is not talking about a firm which is pure AI, find some space for his clients, his story, amidst all this talk that is again taking the mind space also of a lot of journalists and media. How, what would you suggest? How are you doing it in your companies? Because there are a lot of companies which are pure technology play company and not just AI. How does a PR person who has just started in this line and wants is struggling to reach out to journalists, many a times it's very difficult to reach to journalists, they are very busy, and especially somebody who is very busy looking at the AI space, even though he is looking at the technology, but AI is very interesting. And the editor has told him, let's look at this page much more closely. Right. So there are multiple questions in this question, obviously. I'll try to answer them one by one. <clears throat> so first of all, technology. Now, um, technology per se is one technology. At the same time, all the sectors and industry today which are, who are using technology, and especially, and I'm going to use thank the word thank but not in any negative connotation but thanks to the pandemic or thanks to any of these adversities which happens there is something new which comes out like i always believe in wherever there is an adversity there is an opportunity right the the, the world war ii gave us the internet similarly the pandemic actually shortened the life cycle of te technology adoption 
Now, the good thing and the bad thing over here, people have started adopting technology. That's a great thing because it's the speed that we're getting, larger reach, all those advantages that you know. But the bad thing is people are considering that I've become a technology company. No. The important thing over here is that technology is an enabler. Technology becomes the backbone. Technology becomes a platform to reach out. So you're doing the same brick and mortar business, but now it is on the digital platform. It's an enabler and we should not be mistaking it that I'm a tech company like EdTech, AgriTech, etc. It is just that education has gone on a digital platform and hence it is now becoming, it, has, it now has a larger reach and at the same time, you not necessarily need to be physically present. You can get that knowledge or education virtually from anywhere. So that's, that's one side of it. Now, artificial intelligence part. Now, I have a different definition. Actually, I don't call this artificial intelligence. I call this as aided intelligence, right? Because I am getting that. So, so it, is, it is something that I am being aided to get that intelligence to make that informed or take that informed decision. So I call that. And a long back, like when I was in actually studying for my 12th exam and something had struck me, this is while I was cycling to my school, uh, school and I was just thinking that how much would the human brain take? And yes, I did not know about the gigabyte and all like that. The computers had just started. I'm, I do sound like coming from the dinosaur age, but I'm not that old. So what I thought is if there is a chip that can be manufactured, which is like a storage chip, which, uh, which, uh, and a small scanner. The chip is actually in a scanner where I can scan the documents. I, I was actually taking a shorter route over here where I'm scanning all my uh, study material and I can, I, it's, it's like it's the size of a palm and I can put it uh, in, my, in my brain where the, so the brain has three different types of memory, the permanent memory, semi-permanent memory, and the absolutely uh, per, uh, temporary memory. So uh, depending on the time that I require, I can just transfer it into my permanent or whichever memory which I want to, the, doc, the document which I just scanned it. So I'm actually, without reading it, I, I can scan it and I can send it. That's exactly what artificial intelligence is actually doing now today, right? So I am going to scan it, I'm going to ask, and I'm going to do that. And some, somewhere I, I read that Elon Musk is trying to do that something similar, where he's trying to now implant a chip inside the human brain to do something similar. When it comes to PR, now, whenever, the other thing which I want to say is, uh, people love, to talk about technology in a positive and negative way. Whenever new technology comes in, media or, uh, gives a maximum amount of ink space or real estate to technology. Right? Good and bad, both is written. And definitely whenever something, uh, some new technology, something is coming, the first thing comes up, especially in countries like India, which is a service dominated uh, country, we start talking uh, and highest number of population now, we start talking about jobs. We start talking about, will this technology take away my job? like the robots coming and taking over the job. I think we just need to start evolving about it. We, we're not supposed to get fear, uh, scared or feared. It is here. And as I said, and, and, and I always try to use the, the famous dialogue from uh, Spider-Man with, uh, with great powers from great uh, responsibilities, right? So <clears throat> we need to know how to use this technology to our advantage. We should not make technology our master. As I said earlier, they need to, uh, human beings and technology need to work at the top. So what I'm trying to say is with AI or chat GPTs and all the conversation AIs, they're not going to take away anybody's job. Let us not mistake that PR is not only about creating content. PR is, that's a very small part. PR is, it's, it's a huge ocean. Let's start with understanding what PR would be, understanding my client, understanding what is the perception of the, or the uh, positioning that I want to create for my client. 
who have I target? Who are the target audiences of my client? Not the titles which I'm talking about, the CEOs of the of a particular sector, etc. No, we need to go down deeper to understand basis the profiles of the audiences, and then what is the what are the key messages and what is the message specific for a particular audience? What is it? And the objectives coming out with that. From here, I will devise the strategy. From the strategy, which is thirty thousand above sea level. Then I bring down that what is the story for that particular audience, and the, and uh, and what are the different mediums through which I will reach out to this uh, audience. So again, we PR is mistaken by saying that PR is all about media and uh, coverage. No, media is just one of the mediums to reach out to the target audience. And how do I reach out to the target audience? Is that is by now designing and drafting customized content. And here is where. The aided intelligence or ChatGPT of the world can come to the PR professionals, where it can just reduce the time. Give, I mean, ask ChatGPT to give that certain response or the content, which can help. But at the same time, there is a caveat. We need to have the intelligence also to check the content which has come to me from this machine using ChatGPTs or whichever platform. Is it relevant? I can't just do a blind copy paste and send it to the client or to the media or to the journalist. No, I have to actually understand the entire gamut, and then say, okay, is this content which has come to me relevant for that particular audience on that particular platform? It's like if I if I launch a particular iPhone now for Ajay, what does Ajay need to know about a particular iPhone to another person? Supposing for you, it is price versus, let's say, what is the camera quality which I'm getting, what is the memory, what is the size, resolution, etc. But for let's say for me, I also want to understand what, the battery life basis, what how many megahertz it's supposed to give me, what is the lithium-ion battery they're using, what is the processor speed over here, is it actually going to help? Is it does it actually make sense to pay that much, etc. So I'll go more technical. So I can't have the same conversation with with two people. I mean, it's, it's the same thing which we do in our personal life. If I may just take a minute over here, we have different friends over here, right? And the same. Supposing we want to go for a movie. Now we want to go out with a, for a movie with ten different friends of ours. We ask the same question to each one of them differently. We package it differently. Or let's say when we were much more younger and we were actually taking information from our uh, from our parents, and if we had to let's say go out in the evening. We used to look at our parents and decide whether their mood is good, right or wrong, and package it accordingly and communicate to them. Similarly, that's what I need to understand the entire scenario, and then take help of artificial intelligence or AI methods or ChatGPTs of the world, conversational AI, and see whether it is relevant. Should I package it in a differently and then give it out? So yes, it is going to definitely help the PR professionals. Definitely going to help the new PR professionals to understand and reduce the cycle of their learning. Of PR, but at the same time, we cannot negate all the other things that have gone in understanding what PR would be. What is the strategy? What would be the objective? And opposing, it's like what is the question that I should pose on Google search engine also to get that relevant response from that? Right. right. We cannot just right. be fully. Right. Right. But 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 the answer to reaching the journalist who is going to cover does not come out of Chat GPT. You no, got to not. reach the journalist. No, so how does it? What is the way he? Can he or she can share the story pack to a journalist who is inundated with uh, with uh, requests for so many AI companies? So many. Uh, let me add to yeah. this. So many companies have come up 
you know, hundreds and hundreds of companies are working, though the actual medium is chat GPT, but they are coming out with different solutions. And you, you take care also of, uh, of startups in your company. So companies who come to you, what are their expectations? Have they changed since, uh, since the launch of chat GPT? Secondly, out of so many companies, what are their expectations of you? Because as a company, as a PR professional, you have to work with such companies along with the other companies that you already were working with. How do you see this whole space panning out? And along with that, one more question is that a person who is just seeing this PR space, communication space in a, in a uh, say, communication school and wanting to get into how does he see it? People are talking about, you know, uh, that it will take away jobs. A lot of jobs are being done by chat GPT from copywriting to even connecting. And even, even in terms of the influencer part, if you see Mintra has launched this AI influencer and, and there is a lot of, I did not get to see much of this. I learned about this early morning itself. So I don't have much of the details, but the picture I saw was obviously not was of an Indian women. So they may not need to think about it, but coming back to the topic of this is that in your sense, is the PR space expanding or is it contracting? A lot of these functions are being done through AI by the companies themselves. So that their demand will become much more specific or is it is it getting wider? How do you see this from a PR perspective, from a PR professional who wants to build a career into this, this line? Several questions at the same time, but you are the master yes. for today. So I cannot put all of these related questions to you at the same time so that you can answer them at your own pace. Yeah, I just want to remember all the questions. Let's start with the first one was the, the journalist side. So let us not forget that journalists are also human beings just like you and me, right? They are not the robots. They are also governed by emotions. And it's just like uh, how I want to be reached and approached is different to how you would like to be reached and approached. You being a journalist, you've also been inundated with those questions, uh, with those calls coming to you, uh, people visiting, uh, the emails coming to you. Uh, it, it sometimes sounds like that we are, uh, the PR people are like in, the, in a call center and, and they just keep going on calling and saying that, hey, have you received the press release, etc. So that is a very wrong approach. Yes, gone are those days because that many number of press releases did not happen when I started my PR journey. Not that many number of companies and the journalists also, right? So that was a very different era. Today, it is different. So my point is the same thing, that we need to see the journalist as a human being, try to understand the journalist, try to understand this human being. How does this journalist want to be interacted? Whether the journalist wants to be interacted, let's say, by a, through a WhatsApp platform or through a, a text message or through an email, how should the email be? Should it be, should the entire information should be in the body of the email? Or should there be an attachment with just a small brief? What should be the headline? Or this particular journalist wants to be interacted through a Twitter platform. There are various ways, but I need to understand this journalist. And at the same time, what time should I be contacting journalists? It's just like a human being, right? Just like how we are interacting with my friends, this journalist also. And that also happens through relationship. So that's one part of it. Second part of it, you need to understand and study this journalist. That is, what are the different types of stories this person is writing? What is it that this journalist wants to know? It's not that the same pitch, media pitch, which we call has to go to all the journalists, depending on, I mean, again, the platform, etc. No, it has to be customized. It has to be spoken in that particular language. And, and for example, a particular journalist says that, hey, you need to catch my attention. Give me the numbers right up front. Don't give me the entire speed. 
or somebody says, hey, no, I don't want that. You need to give me a little background of the spokesperson or what is it that you're talking about? What is the information that I want? And the spokesperson becomes incidental who would be providing that information. So again, depending on who the journalist is, what are the type of stories that they're drafting, writing, what is the information that I need to provide has to be customized. Now here, one, yes, we cannot negate that as a PR professional. And I would like to actually say, and I started talking about this, is I am actually practicing PR or I'm a PR practicing consultant. What I mean is, and I'm drawing this, or I'm actually taking this, like how we say a medical practitioner or, or I'm practicing medicine or I'm practicing law. That What that means is I am always learning something new. I, if I'm practicing, that means I'm still learning. I am not a master of anything, right? So because let's say medicine, it, it's again dealing with human beings or lives. They keep evolving. The, the human the human body it keeps evolving. There are no two human bodies the same. So that's why the medical practitioner is, is, is always learning and there is no thumb rule happening. It's like if I... Uh, and if I'm calling you as, as a consultant, so let's say if I'm not feeling well and I go to a particular doctor, doctor examines me and gives me some medicine. Two days later, I say, hey, doctor, my fever is still not gone. Oh, it did not go. Okay, take these two other medicines. And he changes, gives it to me again, nothing. Third time, same thing repeats. I go to the next, another doctor, checks, does some tests, give me some, give me some medicine. In two days time, I start feeling much better. So both are medical practitioners. The other one, and as a consultant, the other first one, was not able to diagnose me properly. Probably the person is not well equipped, right, to understand me and the second one. Same thing for the PR professional. We need to be learners. We need to always keep our eyes and ears open, keep reading. There is no escaping from reading. Whether it is through chat GPTs or Googles of the world, we need to keep learning. Ask those relevant questions to a machine, which could be a chat GPT, to individuals, to your colleagues, read, 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 read. And that's called practicing. And then have an innovative and creative mind. It is not so. So it's not important to have the knowledge. It is important is how do I use that knowledge relevantly? Now, same thing comes for the journalists over here. So I need to understand the journalist, not just the journalist, I need to understand the publication. First is the publication. What is this, What are the second? What is the opportunity? What is the focus of that particular publication? No two publications are same. They are similar. Let's say even for example, if I take the two business dailies, they both are targeting similar, not same, similar audiences or readership profiles, but they still are different and hence they write differently. They cannot be same. And hence, after I understand the publication, I need to understand the journalist who's writing in for that particular publication in that particular segment or section. After studying that, then it's, it's a marriage which is going to happen now. The knowledge which I have about my client, about the sector, what is the information that I need to give out, and how do I package that for the journalist and send it out? So that's a win-win situation which happens because journalists are also looking end of the day story, relevant stories, right? PR people can help accelerate. So in, in a way, I, I can say is, I can draw some similarities is for, for the journalists, PR people can become actually chat GPTs by providing that relevant information to them so that they can write the relevant story over there. So that's one side of PR and the journalist. From the client side, um, clients are, I think, I think they are uh, right now in the wait and watch and experimenting also whether chat GPT should be used or PR professionals should be using chat GPTs, et cetera, of the world. But I mean, and, and I can draw the same thing is clients also have internal comms. Now, if an internal comm or corporate communication or marketing communication, can they do the entire work of PR? If the answer was yes, then the PR agencies would have died long back, right? They, everyone has a specialized role to play. So Marcom person, 
is connecting. So why does a Copcom person report to a Marcom person or marketing communication person reporting to the marketing per, uh, head and the branding, etc. So there are definite roles and they need that definite information. So for, for example, when I'm going and talking to my clients also, it depends on whom I'm talking to. If I'm talking to a communications person, my same story is packaged differently. If I'm talking to the marketing communication person, I package differently. If I'm talking to the branding person, I talk it differently. If I'm talking to the CEO, it's different. Same thing is the proposals also. We PR people are storytellers and we need to package that story differently so that I am able to create the connect with that particular audience. And that's the basic principle of communication. That, I mean, how do you connect to get the relevant information or response from the person is the customized communication. And ChatGPT definitely can help new people coming in. But at the same time, there is no doing away from your personal readings. The ChatGPTs will take you to a certain level, but not answer all your questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. You wanted to add something, Cyrus? I, just, I mean, I can just go and I was just looking yeah, at the, No, uh, no. Let, the then let, me, let me ask you yeah. uh, a refined version of what you are answering is that, you know, in these times when people are wanting to connect, but not in the one-to-one, -one, but through different mediums of communication, but this whole medium of PR and communication is dependent on strong relationships. What would Absolutely. you advise, especially the young generation who have been brought up with a with a use of a lot of tools, less of social, you know, man-to-man -man or person-to-person -person interaction. How do they get to building strong relationships when almost everybody, even the clients from the journalism side, everybody wants to uh, wants to communicate on a WhatsApp or any other form of non-too much of interactive communication? How does that work, especially? from a media relations guy and for a person who is on to the client servicing, you want to meet the client, but the client is busy. They say, okay, you talk to me on the WhatsApp. That's it. How does one work? Because at the end of the day, it is the strong relationship that will become, that will count. True. So how I'm actually now started terming this generation who's been born and brought up on screens and have been and they're very smart about that I'm, I'm i'm not calling them or categorizing them as gen z's or millionaires etc but whoever has is been like we've also adapted and adopted this way so i'm calling them as screenagers so i'm not saying teenagers or anything i'm calling them screenagers right now seeing that uh, we also have to adapt and evolve as the world has started evolving how many of us are now actually writing those letters and going to the post offices and posting it the, the objective was that I need to connect and communicate. I need to pass on the message, right? We also evolved. We started using emails. We started uh, using phone calls because phone calls early used to be very expensive and not everybody had a phone, uh, had a telephone. If uh, gone are those days when I, had, I used to actually give an application to uh, for the telephone of, uh, connection, I used to wait for about three to four years. Today, I can just walk in and uh, walk out with a telephone connection or a mobile connection, right? So we need to evolve. Now, seeing that, Time is the other part which has come. Because there is earlier we used to, our universe was smaller. We used to write letters and used, we knew and we that it will take minimum about 10 days to reach. Then that person will write. So in a month's time, there will be a to and fro which will happen once. But today it is instant because world is changing. I need to take instant decisions. And that's why the computers, and I'm using computers, not just PCs, but the devices which have come and thanks to internet, which has brought that speed over here. Right? So the speed is the essence over here. So communication is the essence. So if, if, if a client or 
uh, or a journalist is saying that, hey, I'm, I'm fine doing a virtual thing because today distances and travel time has also increased because of the traffic and everything. So that's an ecosystem which I'm not getting into it or the infrastructure which I'm not ecosystem, sorry, the infrastructure which I'm not going to get into. But the time is the essence. How can I fit in that many number of, let's say, the journalist stories or with the client for whom PR is not, it is critical, it is a catalyst, but not the only thing. I need to do business to give that story. So if I can, if I can actually avoid a physical meeting and get the responses over virtually over whatever platform, I think I, I'm good with that. So I think, and at the same time, today the technology is changing so much. I think we need to change that adage that uh, speed of light. I think we need to say uh, something like speed of um, change. I mean, the change has become so dynamic today that it is no longer that considered as something which will happen eventually, but it is happening at a very uh, at more than a lightning speed, right? Absolutely. So I'm actually okay, and I'm saying that it is actually good because we don't have to spend like half a day or one fourth of a day traveling, especially in, in cities like Bombay, Delhi, Bangalore, or the metros, and and get those responses from the client. And if we can do it, let's say the video calls that we're having. Earlier, it used to be in-person meetings and recordings used to happen. Today, we're doing it virtually right now, like this one, right? In-studio conversations have become very rare. Press conferences have become very rare. It's more of press briefings which are happening. And that too is happening virtually. I remember when we once had done, when I was servicing uh, Intel, and the global CEO had come, and for the first time, we had done a webinar connecting over 200 uh, cities using uh, Reliance uh, WebWorld. That time, I'm talking about. And it was... the because of the uniqueness the journalists had also come to to the cafes and we and we had done a, a press conference virtually same thing uh, during nascom uh, we had connected with our uh, with the president of india who was who could not come to india uh, sorry to bombay and nascom was happening in bombay and we connected virtually and those were the unique things but today it is a norm and people have accepted that right right and i was right. i was talking to dr late dr kalam who we had because he had Brain is like you could not uh, attend, so we had connected virtually from Delhi. Absolutely, absolutely, Cyrus. So one more area that I wanted to talk on the PR side is the storytelling, you know, versus the narrative. And because you talked about change, a lot of change has come, and the new generation has come in, and the new generation believes in a lot of purpose-driven PR. A lot of changes. That's why there is this whole talk of you know. Uh, uh, CSR and all the ESG investing and impact invest, uh, investing and all that stuff. Companies are, are are trying to understand this. The great resignation, the quiet quitting going on. So companies have to, are, are waking up to these requirements. Even a lot of attrition is happening in the PR side, communication side. New generation wants to be themselves. How do you keep them to be themselves in PR line while you are doing storytelling? A lot of people want to be associated with the right kind of storytelling. Many a times, your clients will push for only a particular type of narrative. A lot of young people may not want to do it, are not wanting to do it. They know the truth behind that narrative. They want to tell a story, not a narrative, which is false. Falsehood, uh, you know, uh, uh, encompassed in, some, in, in, in storytelling. What would you like to tell people how to decipher what exactly is the story and not pushing a narrative? And what would you like to say people who are who, to deal with such a situation 
when they are into this field how does it work because this is a very critical aspect going forward sure let me start with do we want to be a human who who has a direction or do i want to be a wanderer who does not have any any direction in life so let me start with that and and, and when i'm saying that i would don't want to be a wanderer that means i need to have a narrative if i don't have a narrative then i'm just going and talking randomly to anybody and that's a storytelling which is happening ultimately i'm not achieving anything so i can just go and start talking rambling to uh, to to people on the street or anywhere does that help achieve anything no so i need to have a narrative which is the central theme and basis that there will be different stories which i need to uh, create and connect so it's like a hub and spokes so the hub will actually be the narrative and there will be different spokes where the stories have to be spoken in different languages and, and, and language i don't need yeah, languages that is depending on who i'm talk, uh, talking or targeting and ultimately that is the, the the objective which has to be met and that's i'm talking from the pr point of view so narrative is very important and it is important to to spend time to identify this narrative and and be realistic about this narrative i mean i can i can have a wish list of something but is it actually possible in the given time frame that is very important so the narrative realistic narrative within a time frame once that is done then there is a strategy of storytelling which is the easy part story we, we human beings are only known for our stories people who don't have stories are forgotten so storytelling comes naturally to all of us and pr people need to be storytellers right so uh, my advice would be again know your client know the sector know the market know your audience very well and understand what the client wants my thing is we need to be as pr consultant which i'm talking about practicing pr we need to know about the client more than the client knows about themselves and then only we can consult them then only we can say that hey this is the right way to go about we don't want to be the yesers and the nosers over here we need to give a reason on how it should be going about we need to give and that only comes from uh, definitely experience that reading understanding come and and going about not being dependent only on the external factors but using your intellect over there and narrative has to be there so yes a big follower of narrative big follower of the storytelling but how it has to be done and every pr profession has to be done today i mean i'm answering the previous question which you had that today pr is it shrinking or expanding i'm saying that pr is expanding but we need to understand the definition of pr i'm i'm about to complete like like 25 years in in pr on 12th of june i'm yet to come across anything whether it's a spokesperson brand company or anything which is not prable now by saying that pr is not only about coverage is not about media it is a medium it is first understanding what pr would be and for that purpose so if a particular product spokesperson brand anything has to have or connect with its target audience that is it, it has a target audience that is prable unless i am isolated in a deserted island that's a different story but if i am in this social world anything and everything is prable i just need to understand what that is and what pr is about them for them and not the the normal things like for example the other thing which i keep saying is how many pr tools do we know and have we used uh, in in our entire pr journey i mean if i ask you ajay how many pr tools do you think you uh, are there are and you must have experienced well it is very this. difficult because yeah i will not be able to answer i generally uh, rely on my journalistic understanding of what exactly the story is 
and perhaps that would be the guiding force uh, for me in taking any mandate further. That's what I know. In terms of tools, technical tools, I will not be able to say uh, say so. Maybe I will. That's that's why you are the master. I will learn yeah. from you today. I'm not a master. I'm still a learner. What I'll say. So this is long back when I was still um, at a manager level. That is about 12 years of experience. Uh, not experience. 12 years in PR. So I had actually made a list, and you can't find this on Google search, ChatGPT, which can tell you also that many people tried. So people usually, when I ask, especially people will say, okay, ranges from six, seven. They know about, let's say, 20, but have been using maximum of 10. But this is before the, uh, the social medias of the world which had come in. The, the number which I had was 104 PR tools. 104 PR tools. But we only use single digit, right? I'm going to expand this 104 by adding the digital and the social media uh, PR tools also. So I'm sure that this will go to around 130 plus. I just need to put it down. But uh, what I'm saying is there are that many number of tools available. But unfortunately, we are using only small fraction of tools. And hence, the PR definition gets very restricted. And hence, the question which you ask, is it shrinking or is it expanding? I think it's expanding. There are people who are doing PR without understanding or realizing that this is PR or this is what I'm doing. It's PR or this is PRable. Right. And, and, and it's a it's a healthy mix that PR is an interesting part of marketing. So whatever I'm doing has to impact and affect the marketing. And that's what PR is. And that's where the various PR tools come in. People confuse between PR tactics and PR tools as well. Right. Tactic is the methodology on how I use a particular tool and when to use a particular tool. And so and, and, and then PR is totally depending on the availability of the spokesperson. No, there are only maximum five PR tools which are required where spokesperson's availability is critical. Otherwise, anything and everything besides that, I don't need the spokesperson to do PR. And that's why they've hired us as an agency, PR agency. Not that I need spokesperson to do PR for him, but I need to do PR. That's why he has a team. If, if he or she is running a company, it's not that he or she is doing everything in the team which is running it. And one of the outsourced agency or in-house agents uh, team is PR. So availability is not, uh, PR success is not dependent on availability of the spokesperson. And that's what I'm just saying that we need to understand the PR and the power of PR. I mean, during the Bush era, we were given another uh, name called uh, we are agents of change or sorry, we are spin doctors. And I call it as we are agents of change. We called it as spin doctors because of the entire, I'm not getting into that debatable thing, the attack uh, in uh, on Saddam Hussein and how he changed with the Shell company and uh, the new definition of PR became the spin doctors. But I call that PR people are agents of change. Right, right. Let's let's now move on from PR part to the leadership uh, and the other topics that uh, we are flashing. Right now, we'll be talking about, let's touch the leadership part and especially the leadership in PR, Cyrus. You were a head boy in school, so you know about leadership from very early on. Okay, so how do you see a PR in today's time with so many young people coming in and going out at a very fast rate? How do you see that? What do you intend to do or what are you doing or your company is doing in terms of, you know, bringing that right kind of leadership in PR? And also while you deal with a lot of technology companies, startups, you know, a lot of news is being made by these layoffs at the big companies that we know as the fan companies, you know, and, and 
so many so much of talk is happening so how do you look at this whole leadership debate you know going outside uh, happening outside in media in 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 the corporate circle how do you look at it so both from the corporate side as well as the pr side how do you like to address that look at it and help us understand how what you what sense you make out of this all sure first i have to give credit because you went back to the uh, school and head boy of me which i've never mentioned or put anywhere in my social platforms or linkedin uh, so <clears throat> leadership has changed and evolved it keeps evolving and if i'm talking of the corporate world uh, and today's world and people have been talking about the gen z's the millennials etc i think the the definition is same that i need to understand the individual i cannot generalize because unfortunately we dealing with human beings and human beings are different human beings keep evolving they are governed and managed by emotions so i need to understand that i cannot be the same person or i i cannot expect my team members to be the same person day in day out right so uh, leadership is all about be understanding and having that humane but at the same time giving the direction and vision so on leadership there have been thousands and thousands of books which have been written people have been uh, reading and writing my only question is that yes they all good you are attending sessions seminars on leadership how much have people who've read uh, or attended these implemented in their life and how much success did they get in that my only question over here is we need to use that again it's a knowledge that you using it you you uh, garnering it use your intellect that is processing it and customize it because again if you're dealing with human if it had it been like robots then it's a straight line that i can uh, it's very logical i can just go with that right but human beings i need to so i need to customize depending on whom i'm talking to i need to i need to have that entire uh, understanding right from the body language to the tonalities to the to the to everything before i start talking etc talking about my company currently where i am concept pr i'm very thankful to the ceo uh, ashish jalan who has said that each vertical head is is like a ceo of that vertical you are free to not just for hiring the type of people but how you manage it yes there are there are there, there is a structure which is given that concept pr yes these are the things these are the ethos this is the the, the way a, a company has to run and, and sorry, the sorry to interrupt you i must tell you i saw some pictures of you know mangoes in your office on your facebook <laughs> company facebook those were those were lovely mangoes and i can tell you whoever decided that was good leadership indeed at least that is something which they could they should provide in all agencies all across going yes. back and to I, the topic this was you know i, I certainly I, I, remembered about I, that i think the mango festival thing is still continuing in our office there are people who are still posting but that was a good uh, thing which uh, our hr did I, I, that's the entire credit goes to hr at, and, and 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 employee welfare which we talking about or the entire culture which we creating so again coming back so yes we do have these verticals and we do have uh, vertical heads and 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 it's not that you have to follow abc things no there are certain structures which are given but when you get into the micro or or for a particular vertical he has given this free hand that how you manage your people is up to you what is the trading etc if i have any uh, any any challenge any problem it's an absolute open door i can pick up the phone or walk into his cabin and talk to him and he definitely advises uh, and 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 it's very black and white also if if, if there is certain something which is not right he will say it on the face and then he'll say it's up to you i'm giving my feedback whether you want to take it or not but this is what i feel i think that's that speaks about a great leadership over here also and because just like me and my uh, all my peers also come with that many number of years of experience not just at concept but various other agencies and we've seen that so 
things when we were growing in a particular agency or in a particular profession, which we thought that, hey, if I had the power, I would like to change it. Hey, this is something which is not good, but I'm just doing it because my manager or my supervisors are telling me to do that. Today, I'm fortunate to be in this company where I have the, the I don't want to use the power, but I have the understanding and support of the seniors who are saying that if you want to change it, change it. If it's for the better, if it makes work better, if it helps the company not uh, and the people, do it. And, and, and that's why the Mango Festival or uh, things which, which we do it also, like we, a uh, couple of weeks back, we, uh, the team over here just collaborated and we uh, actually made Safe Puri and we had Safe Puri, right? So we are we're big fans of Safe Puri. It's an Indian uh, snack, which we have uh, any time of the day we can have. So things like that, or we have those fun Fridays happening, or we have a theme which is coming in. Now, why I'm mentioning this over here is, I think this makes much more, okay, let me put it this way. PR is one of the most stressful jobs, right? If anything goes wrong, like for example, I'm saying that PR people or PR are custodians of messaging. If anything goes wrong, there are disasters can happen. The companies can shut, people can go behind bars. So it's a stressful situation, right? Anything spoken wrong, it's an official document which has gone out. So to break that monotony, to break that stress, we need to have a culture where we can actually lose and relax, right? So we uh, at least, it, uh, I mean, that's the, the culture of uh, uh, concept here. At the same time, what I try to maintain over here is just loosen up. Be yourself, but within certain guidelines. I, I mean, I can't expect my team members coming in shots or floaters. No, there are still certain guidelines. So you can wear what you want to. But at the same time, if there is a client meeting happening and a client is little particular about the dressings also, you need to be wearing that. You can't be wearing, let's say, for example, ripped denims coming in, right? But at the same time, you have the freedom to speak. You have the freedom to talk. It is nothing is defined by your designation or level. So, for example, if there is a fresher in my team who is good in making presentations or going out and presenting, I'm not going to stop her or him just because that person is a fresher. But I can use uh, their skills to my advantage. Right? I'm not going to restrict this person from talking to the to the client. So that's the open culture. And, and at the same time, when a person is joining the mass resignations, etc., I'm not going to talk about that. I'm talking about in, in PR. Yes, a uh, few years back. Um, so I'm a, I'm a faculty at a couple of colleges, right? So while I was reading and... and, and Xavier's, what is if I understand. Talk? Yes, it's in Xavier's and St. Paul's uh, Spice. I, I've been teaching there over for over a decade now. So what is being taught... And then, so there, so there was some research which had been done and talking about about four years back, um, 70% of these PR students, after joining a PR agency, they leave PR. But that's a, that's a very scary situation, right? Because the reality becomes a trend. So they come with all those energies charged up. Hey, I'm not going to be consulting clients. I'm going to talk to these brands, etc. And then they're restricted to those mundane things. They're restricted from asking those questions, right? One, they, they, they are not able to get the job so easily also. So that's, again, the beauty of this company in Ashish Jalan, who says that, hey, we need to start giving back to the, uh, to the society. We need to start giving back to the industry. We need to hire these pressures. We need to give them the opportunity. We need to train them because they are the future of PR. So we, we go left, right, and center in hiring these pressures. Yes, there has to be the right uh, fit also, and not that anybody uh, wants to join Kim No, there has to be the right fit. At the same time, and then we start training them. And, 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 and I have to say that we have had quite a few, 
fantastic people who joined as a training, sorry, as an intern or as a fresher. And today they are managing clients like the biggest brands in, in particular sectors because we gave them the platform and we started training. And it's not just the company, but the people are also training them. So that's the entire culture which comes in. That and, and, and I'm saying the leadership is not that, hey, I'm a leader, you just follow. We need to be listeners. We need to talk to them. We need to adapt what they're looking for. And, and limitation should not be uh, uh, basis uh, the designation, but it should be open that basis your understanding and what you want to, your thinking, and be creative and innovative. I think in PR, you need to be creative and innovative also. Absolutely. You need to be creative. And how do you bring innovation into PR? What would you like to tell, especially the youngsters, how they can embrace innovation to stay ahead of the competition in the public relations industry? I think innovation and youngsters, and I'm not saying that I'm not young, uh, innovation and youngsters go side by side, right? Because they are, and as I said, they are the screenagers, they are, they are connected to the world much more than we were connected, right? So the, for them, the world is actually flat. So they are innovators, they think out of the box or they are outside the box also when they're thinking. And I don't have to do much. I just have to give them a little nudge or a push and say that, hey, this is the situation, this is the thing. What do you think? How do we do it? Things? How do we do things a little differently over here? So for me, normal is boring. Uh, so I don't want to be restricted. For example, the press release, the first paragraph by the five W's and NH. No, if we can make it much more interesting, as you rightly said in the uh, uh, some time back, that journalists are inundated with that many number of press releases, etc. So what catches the eye? The headline, the first paragraph. Can I make it much more interesting? Can I make it? The look and feel also interesting so that that catches the eye and says, hey, what is this? Uh, let me, can I give, let's say, a little positive shock value in my press releases? So that's the innovation which I'm talking about. So uh, again, innovation can only happen once I've understood. If I've understood my client, the objective, the market, the journalist, and then I create customized content. And that's why, yes, chat GPTs can help us over here. That's the area intelligence that can help us and create that. And I can go about so innovation is very important especially in communication it is very important it is it is very critical so right from how i communicate verbally or text or video everything is important how do i do things differently otherwise it's very boring and i'll get very bored definitely uh, right right so let's come down to digital transformation how uh, how much has it impacted pr positively negatively if you if you see anything of that and how can these especially youngsters again who are getting into the pr they can embrace this digitization you know and digital transformation in pr to the betterment of their uh, of their storytelling to the to achieving the target set by the client i think since pr started the evolution has started happening from there only right from the first press release which was drafted in the us and sent out by mistake for certain reasons to today how we're doing it the to, the tools have remained same or similar or added more but the format of that of those tools have to change today we are living in a digital world the digital transformation has to happen there is no doubt about that and unfortunately if, if agencies are not or pr people are not evolving how i say that if you don't evolve you'll soon become dinosaur right so so digital transformation like it or not is year is already started agencies who've evolved they are successful and i i have to give credit to the 
farsighted and thinking about uh, about this platform concept pr has today one of the largest digital marketing digital sorry not digital digital pr uh, team i mean if i'm not wrong we have 50 plus team members across india and i think amongst all the pr agencies in india we have the largest team and we are doing some fantastic work over here so and at the same time it is integrated communication so any communication which is happening yes today clients have not evolved yet that much and they still seeing and i hate to use the word traditional pr but i call that as a line pr but at the same time if my audience is the same but they are on different platforms i need to wear a different hat to reach out to that particular audience on a different platform by packaging the same content differently and hence the digital team and the line pr or traditional pr team need to work hand in hand together to create that right impact so transformation is happening it is changing we need to be part of that and uh, i think concept pr definitely has uh, taken advantage of that right from the uh, early stages and we are seeing some very good traction definitely absolutely absolutely cyrus my last question to you uh, cyrus is that uh, you are a gym junkie that's how you call it yourself in spite of having many cups of coffee you still uh, you know take care of your of your of your health of your fitness you are also a personal trainer so you know about you know what personal training is all about what self development is all about what would you like to tell especially youngsters in the pr industry who are so busy full of stress how can they focus a bit more on their personal development self care and so that they are there for the long haul how did you manage it how can they manage it how can they look into the future and be ready future ready just ai is getting ready for you how does it right work? okay so uh, this comes from right from a very young age so i used to be a sportsman i used to love sports i used to be an athlete represented uh, state level india level etc so that's great so i think that got into my dna uh, then my brother kicked me into going to gym and say that you keep running a lot now get into and lifting weights so i got into that it has helped so both cardio weights etc now why i'm saying this is uh, i think this is everybody needs to have a stress buster especially especially in in pr type of a sector or industry where it is there is lot of stress happening we need to find something which where you can let go and release the steam for me uh, working out running walking is a biggest stress buster i try to find some way or the other it's not necessary for me it is not and that's what i keep telling if i'm training also if i'm uh, so I, i say that it is not that you need to go to a particular gym to work out you can do workouts at any place you can do workouts while you're working in your office in your place also there are few exercises which you can do you don't necessarily need those weights there are various things that you can do so for example i have i've been training people right from a 7 year old to a 70 year old 70 year old who has arthritis never lifted weights that lady now does push ups bench press dumbbell press etc etc right the quality of life changes at the same time uh, what this does is it, it builds self confidence right if if i feel confident inside i can face the challenge i can take it up now in the pr what i always advise is not so this is not just one thing this is for me which i'm talking about we need to find time and i'm not saying something new over here we need to find time for ourselves something like which we call as me time 
we need to find that so there are people who say 24 hours are very less i have too much of things i doing this this etc it is something which you need to find it is time management you can have let's say 1 hour 2 hours at a stretch or you can break that out in, uh, up into 10 10 minutes short breaks also whatever it is you need to break that you need to have that use probably wake up a little early and do it and very sense and it it could it's not as i said it's not going to dip. if 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 dancing is your thing you can dance if if yoga is your thing you can do that if climbing steps anything you need to find those small small things like for example if i've not been able to go for a run, I, i usually run on street on road bombay roads not advisable i'm not going to advise but especially with the metro dug ups and and stray dogs coming and have been uh, to bite you or after you're chasing you but find time so if you can't find park your vehicle far or take the steps i usually do that so even if let's say your office is on first floor or second floor climb up till the fifth floor and then come down what's stopping you from that i'm climbing is not taking one step at a time skip the step and run up and come down so any form i mean it's it's just like you need to find things how to do that right if you don't uh, if you're because we are on on laptops and we are typing our fingers tend to get tired and all that carpal syndrome etc which is happening you can have so you can have stress balls no if you have a newspaper roll that into a, you know like a ball and you can just keep doing it that actually helps so there are various ways and 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 you can do that stretching which can happen that all helps in releasing the tension from our muscles and at the same time our brain so not so mental fitness and mental health is very important which people have been talking about right find somebody who is not judgmental and just speak your heart out you can tell that friend of yours that i'm not looking for a solution i'm not looking for anything from you i just want a human being standing in front of me who is just going to hear me out so release that steam if not if you can't find that person because today people are judgmental shut yourself in a in a room just scream or look into mirror and talk or write down everything and probably if you don't want to maintain a journal tear it or delete it if you typed it because if you scared that these are the darkest secrets which can come out but release that steam in from inside for your mental fitness at the same time for physical fitness do any activity it is very important uh, and at the same time eat right that is that is also critical eat right concentrate on your breathing and keep hydrating yourself and yes don't take my advice of drinking too much coffee i'm trying to reduce that also <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, on this note it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj master class live thank you so much indeed for joining us thank you so much ajay thank you all the best